once we started getting intimate, he literally told me things about my body. And, you know, when I said I was uncomfortable, he was like, well, this is what you deserve. Uh huh. And, yeah. you know, it was like, you know, you're just here because of everything below your face. I don't even care that you're pretty. Wow. Yeah. And it was a truly shocking well, thing to happen. Hello and welcome to Dog Pig. What's up, my nasty hoes? I am your host, Andrea Allen, the sexiest, freakiest, kinkiest bitch in New York City. Before we get to the show, please do me a solid rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. I need people to know that I'm fucking legit. Also, follow me on Instagram at andreacomedy69. Also, I've got a Patreon. Duh. Of course I got a Patreon. Follow me on Patreon. I've got so much cool shit in there. I've got the full videos of the episodes, bonus content, and many other things. Wink. That is at patreon.com slash dog pig. Also, if you want to give me even more money and get even more supplies for your spank bank, please go to fansly.com slash dog pig 69. That's fansly, F-A-N-S-L-Y dot com slash dog pig 69. That's where you can get some Andrea Allen private content. It's like OnlyFans, but not for fucking dorks. In this interview, I'm talking to my friend and frankly, icon, Megan Ixum. I love talking to Megan. She's so refreshing. We covered a lot of stuff. We talked about the effects of fat phobia in dating and love and how deep that shit is. We talked about how to date in a bigger body and how to build your confidence by saying no to toxic bullshit. Megan talks the talk and she walks the fucking walk. So follow Megan at Miss Giggles with three G's. You guys get that reference. It's M-S- G-G-G-I-G-L-E-S on Instagram and enjoy our conversation. Obviously, like, you know, within clothing, within healthcare, within just like general accessibility and respect, obviously, larger body people are treated poorly. But I think a very interesting place where it really goes down is in sex, because sex is so vulnerable. And, you know, I think you're very sex positive, and you show your body and you're very like, you know, this is fucking sexy and people like this, but it can't have started there. Unless you fucking came out into the world no, and you're like, definitely. Fuck you. Definitely was not a sexy sexual being. Although I definitely always had an interest of sex. I I spent a lot of my time as a teenager and preteen actually perceiving that nobody would ever want to have sex with me. Same. Or 
love me yeah. or you know I thought that I in my mind my self-confidence was so low and my perception of my fat body was so horrible I remember looking over journals I wrote mm-hmm. as like a 14 year old and being like this is soul crushing yes the things I would say about myself yeah and you know that's that's the journey you don't just come out of it I don't think anyone comes out of the womb being like I'm this hot yeah. beautiful yeah you know behemoth of a thing and everyone uh-huh. should want to have sex with me no one I yes. think unless you're Jennifer Lopez you know exists that way also Jennifer Lopez probably feels bad about her body All of too us, you could, that's what's funny yeah about it. I mean, that's the thing about body perception and confidence is that no matter what you look like, you will have some type of self-confidence issue because we don't exist as this monolith. We're all dealing with our own internal issues. And it's like, you might not feel good all the time every day, but I think the goal is to be okay with yourself every day. And that's what I'm trying to work at myself. I mean, it's it's the most worthwhile of things to work on because it starts there. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the times we think like, I'll get the this status symbol or this thing, or I'll be, you know, this level of successful and then I will feel worthwhile. And like, unfortunately, as I've learned, that's not how it works. Yeah. No, definitely not. And, you know, I think that as you age and you progress, especially with sex and sexuality, it's like, what's the most vulnerable you can be with your body Sex besides a sexual space? So if you're not comfortable or if you don't feel comfortable with your partner, if you don't feel represented or protected in a sexual space, you're Mm -hmm. not going to have the ability to enjoy sex or enjoy your sexuality. What is uncomfortable look like? So I was thinking about this and, you know, I was always the tall, goofy, funny friend who is like, I'm friends with the boys, but like, I'm secretly in love with all of them. Yes, same. Um, Hard same. <laughs> oh, and, all my friends were boys. Yes. yes, yes. And you're like, one day you're going to see that I'm perfect for you and we're going to be together. But really, they would all be going for like the skinny girls or the p- popular yeah, or whatever. The pop- yes, definitely. I felt like people were doing me a favor being with me or like that I could be a when I started being sexually active I was like I can be this like dirty little secret type thing and I don't think I was getting that wrong because people were treating me that way like I wasn't there it wasn't guys like I want to date you it was like I want to fuck you and then like blow you off or hide it or whatever it may be yeah and I think you know something to know is that I definitely feel like I was somewhat in relationships, although I did have some like, you know, understanding of like what should and shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, usually our relationships are reflective of how we're doing with our mental health yeah, or like for how, sure. because we're allowing those things, not saying that we're yeah, deserving yeah. No, of those totally. things whatsoever, but you know, like we don't have the capability to actually understand that we deserve so much more of that or that, you know, just because we look a certain way or come from a different background or, you know, are from a different culture or race doesn't inherently mean that we're less than. And that's a hard thing to unlearn, especially teenage years are rough on everyone. And if you look a little bit different than like 
a very Eurocentric idea of beauty. You're just going to be teased. You're going to feel ridiculed and people are going to manipulate you because you're young and they know that they can. Yeah, of course. And it it makes them feel better about themselves too. Like we're all swimming in this little insecurity pool and some people are dealing with it in like a vicious and malicious way. Disgusting ways that are projection. Yes. It's all projection. Yes. Usually the way somebody's treating you is the way that they are feeling internally and that's on them to fix that behavior and it says nothing about you. I'm so tired of that though. Like it's accurate and it's completely what's happening but I think I've turned a corner now with bullies and people who mistreat other people because of their damage to the point where I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. You know? I'm jaded. I think I've, I've given so much like understanding over the years. And now, especially with, I mean, not to preface, but like cis, older, straight men, I just am like, I'm tired. I don't have the patience. I don't have the capability of being nice about it. I just honestly want to block and move mm-hmm. on. But at the same time, it's like, when are there going to be repercussions for actions? Yeah. Well, that's my thought is like, you're right. It's like you're damaged and this is why, but you keep wreaking havoc on everyone around you. And there's enough information now available as to like why your behavior is bad and you're choosing not to seek it out. had this, you know, thing where I was going through people who have requested to do photo shoots with me Uh and the amount of males of privilege that immediately sexualized me after asking to have a professional, Mm -hmm. you know, um, relationship with me is horrifying. Yes. It just happened to me three days ago. Yeah. And the funny part is the person only realized their behavior was bad was when I shared it publicly. And begged me for hours to take down the screenshot of what they said. Well, okay. So now this is a good juncture into this particular thing. And I do this thing with my dating apps. And it's like a psychological trap because you talked about like being sexualized immediately as a woman, particularly with like fat on her body. I have a very hot picture of me with like my big ass like very <laughs> prominent yes, like we're a big ass girls yes in this podcast fully right <laughs> and the world is happy about it, it turns yes. out so it's like my first dating app picture oh because it on hinge it, it used to be okay and it, that's an interesting choice for well this hinge. is why yes because it, everyone's like hinges the relationship when i'm like men are dogs across every it does not matter i was on all of them and yes. i'm telling you <laughs> all of a sudden hinge is not going to make them a fucking yeah, piece I was like, of the shit were asking me for like rates on bumble like come yes, on guys exactly so i put the like bootylicious shit up top and every time a man would like that picture instead of like the more Ooh. like oh here's me with my friends the or dog. exactly <laughs> i'd be like nope because and it's kind of manipulative of me but i'm like that is the obvious one. You're not reading my profile. You're not looking at the other pictures. You're just being like, look at that fucking... And like, 
I can be hot and, and feel good about my body, but also the guy that just likes that immediately is probably just like, I want to fuck her. Yeah, so I do something similar. So nice. I always have my OnlyFans, if I can, nice. on my dating profiles or that I do that type of work. And what I like to call it is I want to see if they can hang. So yes. somebody who immediately brings it up yep. or seems uncomfortable or immediately is like, would it be weird if I subscribe to your OnlyFans? I'm uh-huh. like, nope. Because yeah. it means they can't handle that no. kind of appearance. And it's also that they are immediately sexualizing seeing me as that one thing. And it's, yeah. you know, I am on OnlyFans and it's not anything I'm ashamed about. But I also, you know, we can discuss how I'm a social media manager yeah. and all of my other interests. A complete and person. Yeah. So I, I have a very similar approach with that, too. It's like a trap that I'm setting, which feels (laughs) shitty. It's like a reverse thirst trap. It's sadly what you need to do. Yes, because it's like you, it's so predictable. Like the over-sexualizing and we talked about this a little bit off mic. People are, men are attracted, people in general are attracted to all different types of bodies. We talk about the Eurocentric body type that has been like, put forth in the media Mm. for years and years and years and years. But on the DL, everyone's been like fucking all types of people and having like very specific preferences. And so I have felt a lot of like, I'm sexually attracted to this Mm -hmm. and um, or I might fetishize this like it seems taboo and maybe that's my attraction to it. But I don't date that girl, you know, and I've seen that everywhere so often. Do you ever have people do that with you? Have you had that in the past? Oh, one, 100%. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's something that hurts. Of course. But then also you're like, okay, I'm glad that they told me this. So yeah. then I can immediately never participate with a yeah. romantic relationship or any type of relationship with them. Even your sexual partners, you know, should be proud of who they're having sex with and comfortable with that. Yeah. And I think especially dating as a fat femme, you know, um, person of color, and it gets very convoluted where it's people like to put you in boxes and then say how those boxes make you uncomfortable or make them uncomfortable. Okay, And, Explain. you know, it's... It's something that it's like, obviously, clearly, I'm a fat woman. I specifically make it so that people see what I look like in real mm-hmm. life because I think that that's important with dating sites. And I feel as though people will match with me mm-hmm. just to tell me that I am a fat woman. Really? Or that they're like, I'm not their normal type, but they'll make an exception. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, do you, yes. do you think it is you're a fat woman who's also very beautiful? So is it like you're so beautiful that like I'm going to yeah, break I my definitely rules? Have, it was something that it's so funny because at the same time that I finally became okay with my fat body and not thinking that it was horrific and disgusting was the same time I actually had to accept pretty privilege at the same time. Yeah, like, right. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I do. I mean, I now professionally model, and it's something I'm like, yes, I do have benefits yeah. being and it, what attracts person. But also at the same time, I literally have been considered. I am somebody that has been told on the same day that they're one of the most beautiful women on the planet Mm -hmm. and one of the most disgusting, horrific women on the planet. Yeah. So, you know, it's this weird existence where it's like I'm either too much or too little for someone. Yeah, yes. And, you know, dating in the sphere has been been really heartbreaking because even while dating people who are accepting of my bodies, it's people around them that are not. I cannot tell you how many, like, parents... Or really? friends have talked to them 
mentioning my fatness in a negative way and asking why they were with me. Really? And it actually happened recently, about six months ago, I was on a date with someone who I would actually say I was more attractive to, not like not to be super Yeah, yeah, sure. But they were great and they're interesting and, you know, we don't always have to date the most attractive yeah, people yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. And, you know, he made a comment about one of his friends saying like, oh, like, are you sure you want all of that? And like, do you, are you really All into fat women? Like, are you into fat women now? Yes. And <sighs> that's such gross behavior. Yeah, and and I'm not shocked by it at all. It's the standard. It's not. You know, it's it's something that happens all the time. Yes. And it's probably like, are you the same person would be like, are you into black women? Are you yes. into like, uh, you know, woman who has armpit hair? <laughs> what, you know what I mean? Like, it's all like anything that would be they're like, oh, so I guess you're dating. This yes. Now. It, m- dating is dehumanizing. It is. Well, because it's like, oh, date. If you choose to date this person, you're making a political statement Stating, somehow. Yeah. And it's like. Th- that's incredibly bigoted and like but with fat women it's it's culturally like very cool not okay in many circles to say that you know what i mean like it's not yeah. okay but like no. it's 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 co-signed do you want to date a fat woman like what about their health like all these oh, like God. fucking you yes. know what i mean yes i yeah. mean the amount of things that go back into fat phobia and the way that we date and have sex and interact with bodies that we are inherently attractive to, there is a reason for that, right? Of course. Socio, you know, social pressure that we feel because it's like you can be attracted to a specific body type and feel open about that, but then you have these other societal mm-hmm. pressures that'll make you uncomfortable with your decisions. And I think that was the craziest part because I feel like most of my partners have understood and adored me as a human being, but then it's like those people around them are uncomfortable. And it's, that's, it's harder for me to deal with, but it also is hard to deal with as a person who loves and respects you and yeah. that as well. Oh yeah, and has to defend you. Yes, instead exist- of being for your like existence, not even for I'm your in a personality great new relationship. Or, yes. Yeah, yeah, and like okay, I'm gonna break it to you though. She doesn't. She's not a skinny blonde. Yes. Chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's really fucking yeah. shitty. And also, I think people, like you said, people are actively going against what they're actually interested in. They they're interested in a in a larger woman but choosing not to be with one because of they care about what people Or think. like if you're dating somebody who is shorter than you. Yes. And then people being like, oh, yeah. okay, so you're dating someone who's shorter than you. Yes. What's that about? And it's like, What uh, do you mean, what is it about? <laughs> well, I'm attracted to, the, this is my person. That's yes. That's what it's about. Like, well, and also- It could be anything. That's the, the craziest part. It, but it I could think be anything, yeah. We're so quick to judge like fat bodies. And I feel like that's like- the number one thing with dating. It's like, oh, so long as they're not fat. Like I've heard that from yes, my guy friends. Yeah, totally. And to me, to my face, like a couple years ago. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's it's also like there's that whole age old thing of like when women go on a first date, their fear is that like the man will kill them. Yes. And the man's fear <laughs> is that she's going to be like heavier yeah. than he thought. And just listen to how horrifying. Like that listen is. to that sound but clip also, again. Also, let's just so I talk to a 
lot of fellow fat women about dating. And, you know, if I had the time, I would love to be a sex and dating coach. But, you know, one of the things that fat women do is they actually put photos of themselves as they were larger yeah. because they're so afraid to go on a date yeah. and like not meet their expectations mm-hmm. and be called like catfishing. And, like, be called catfishing. Yeah. It's yeah. a true fear. And I'm I was sure. Like, that is horrifying yeah. that we feel the need to put mm-hmm. photos that we don't even reflect just because we want to make sure that the person we're going on a first date with will be like, oh, okay, so they weren't lying about how large they are. <sighs> what a are. great way to start a potential <laughs> partnership. I yes. mean, there's also the hypocrisy of the way fat men are treated versus fat women, I think. Yes. I'm in comedy, so I see a lot of guys who are overweight but really funny. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women go, he's overweight, but like, I think he's adorable. And I love that he's funny and I love his personality. Like, it is completely acceptable in our society to see a man who is either not as attractive as their partner or like in terms of if we're being from that scope of, like you said, like to see a model with like a John Belushi type <laughs> yes. comedian is a normal uh, we're like, standard. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. The inverse, we're either like, oh, this a man's a hero. Yes, like this man is so proud oh for dating this amazing fucking person yes. that happens to be right. larger than. Yes. Right. But yes, yeah, so I do. Obviously, we're all going to have any fat body is going to have its own, you know, uh, marginalizations in yeah. the way that they're treated. But yes, I do think sometimes that they're. There is a little bit more acceptance, but I think overall it is it is hard because, you know, I, I do have friends that are fat non-binaries or fat males are like, they feel like they need to be funny or yes. to be to, something to compensate to be. for. Yes, but yeah. all fat people feel that way too because I'm like, you know, for me, I always was like, well, I have a great personality. So hopefully mm-hmm. somebody sees that. Oh. 10 years ago, that was me. And then now I'm like, I'm a hot fucking fat bitch. Uh-huh. And it has... Nothing to do with my body and everything to do with my body at the same time. Yeah. And that's it. But, you know, you don't just get there. (laughs) No, you don't. Representation is a huge thing. And we and we know that. And like you do that through your um, social media and through your activism. Like I love that you post photos that are like you're sitting on the ground. Your rolls are like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, big fan of my back rolls. For sure. Which is like (laughs) I used to feel like in, in so I think we are as women supposed to project like an image of perfection at all times. And I used to worry about that image of perfection in sex too. Like I'm worried about sitting down and having my rolls showing like bending over or my back rolls or like be my cellulite. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sex is so, if it's good sex, you're all over the fucking place. Yes. You're moving in all different positions. <laughs> Your you're body's sweating. doing weird things. Yes. Like, yeah. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing too is like for me, like your partner, you're naked. Your partner yes. knows what you look like I used to be like, like I can still I, hide it yeah, from I'm him like, there's no hiding it if you're trying to hide it like it's not 
working. Yes. And I say that's not gender. That literally is like if you're having sex with someone, unless you're doing it like in a black room. They can see like a, you. A blocking projection. Like they can see your rolls. They can see your double chin. And guess what? They still are super fucking excited to have sex with yes. you. Yes. And well, if they're not, you shouldn't have sex with that person because I think enthusiasm <sighs> is like 75% of sex. Of course. So, you know, I, I do understand where it's like, oh, I have to be in this position. Right. To like, but like good sex, your body like is like all sorts warm? of contorted. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Contorting, like making weird moves. Sometimes weird sounds come out of we're both queefing, your body. We're yeah, like fucking. sex is gross and weird. Yeah. And like, you know, you're doing weird stuff just to get pleasure. And that's like the beauty of it. Yes. Like, yes. you know, like your partner should find you hot no matter what and especially during sex like they're not thinking about your like side role yeah yeah about how I know. good you feel in the moment that's a hard thing to get past but it's like when you actually reflect and think about it you're like yeah i don't think my you know boyfriend is like being like oh look at that like weird back roll on her side yes. while he's penetrating me you know <laughs> that's yeah that's <laughs> i would hope that's not what yeah i don't think at. so i've asked yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, did you notice this he's like how would i notice anything i'm inside you yes <laughs> i am like almost coming yes my uh, my literal tunnels yeah, i can't even think like, yes i'm just thinking about what's going on right now i can't even see because i'm just so like fucking horny orgasm yes yeah, you know was there a turning point for you with that because i'm i think age is a really good thing in age terms of really accepting body but i think there are pivotal moments do I you think, remember any i think when you finally have sex with someone that makes you feel seen and secure and allows you to explore mm -hmm. those spaces i think for me i was really lucky because early on in life i did have a really wonderful and supportive partner that like never made me feel a certain mm -hmm. type of way in my body. But also I think like gaining confidence of myself outside of a sexual mm -hmm. place definitely helped me gain confidence within the bedroom. And in terms of like your uh my work yeah. and you know like my life and feeling like I was secure. Yes. Added to where I could find healthier mm -hmm. spaces within sex. Because I definitely think at a younger age, out outside of that relationship, I definitely was trying to compensate mm -hmm. with my sexual partners because I was like, I am this fat person who is kind of struggling. I was having really bad mental health issues and I was like, I'm going to date the hottest yeah. men mm -hmm. or women possible and that will be reflective of me. Yes. I don't care if they just want to have sex with me. It's something like that. And I think getting over yeah. that point yeah. too was a huge thing for me. It's like, no, I, I bring enough myself to the table and i just want to have really great open sexual interactions with people yeah i mean i definitely have dated people that i'm like look at this person who's so out of my quote yes. unquote league and like the fact that they'll even go out in public with me is like this win I've in won. my brain yeah yes. right 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 yes but you still feel like shit behind closed doors um i think like you're talking about Growing self-esteem is like so important and also like really difficult. So difficult. Like yes. incremental also. I think like anything else, it's like we think like we talked about earlier, we think we'll hit a certain level and it'll like rush in. Mm -hmm. uh, like self-esteem is the reward. We'll get this one thing. Right. right and then 
our self-esteem will just be be like knock knock i'm here but like what i have done to grow my self-esteem in the past has been you know doing things that i like and feel like i am good at like comedy is something that helped grow my self-esteem in a huge way where i'm like oh i see myself getting better at this and like it feels really good to do well and like i'm building something for myself like from myself um but i think there's other ways you know, even like a comedy career is a crazy big thing to yes. pursue, but like, even <laughs> but so is anything, I feel right? Like, you know, people now are like, I want to be an influencer, and I'm like, do you? Yeah, it's not great. It's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, but especially with anything that's really like career, the success rate is so low. Yeah, and you're like, yes, this is my dream, and I'm seeing some success will help. But I think for for confidence, you know, it's the little things. It's reminding mm-hmm. yourself that you are capable and that you are worthy of taking up space and that you're worthy of being respected, being adored, and also valuing yourself and valuing others. And for me, confidence really came when I decided to get rid of negative people in my life. Yeah, that's a big one. You know, decided that I should invest in myself and that it was worth the investment. Yeah. And that, you know, life is too short to be worried about what other people think of me and not who I am. Yeah. Like when their concerns are only superficial and not Mm -hmm. my soul. Yeah. What I give back. Yeah. And that was the biggest change point. It's like, yeah, like you can say whatever. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Not everyone's going to find me attractive, but like I know who I am. Mm -hmm. And what's more confident than that? For sure. Uh, Yes. And the cleaning house is. Yes. Because I did the cleaning house a few years ago and it was really difficult in the sense of there are toxic people that you still love. um, But allowing them to be in your life and make you feel bad is it's a choice on your own side type thing like i really love this person xyz but if i continue to allow them to be in my life then i am actively like hurting myself yes and it but it's especially if you grew up with bad relationship models especially if you like we said like us feeling self-conscious about our bodies, the size of our bodies, our looks, that's not just internal or like learned from our environment. Society reflects that back. So you're basically being like, everything that I have was told is the truth is a lie. And now I'm going to live in that instead of all the messaging around me. It's a big decision to make. It's really fucking hard. I mean, especially when you're looking to change your environment yeah um you know people in your lives i mean for me it was family members and romantic partners at the time and you know just the environment which i was working and you know that that does not just happen overnight no you know that's a horrifying Mm -hmm. thing but then once you decide or see the harm that's caused and you have awareness you know it's like it doesn't mean that you always have to get rid of those people or get rid of those yeah but like kind of reinvent what they can be in your life or mm-hmm. like how much access boundaries I think, I think for me it's like not everyone is entitled to access to me mm-hmm. and that i can choose mm-hmm. who i actually am creating relationships with yeah and that was a big because i always felt that i didn't have a choice and i just had to deal accept it and accept yeah and then i was like no i actually do have a choice of who is allowed in my life no matter how hard that will be yeah 
And that also helps as well. And then because you have those like societal pressure on top of it, you know, you're, you're basically liking yourself and existing within yourself happily. It's like such an act of resistance. Yeah. And I know that there's so much like cliche, like loving yourself is so important, but it, it truly is because everything in the world is telling you not to. Yep. For sure. Yep. And being like, well, let's go back to capitalism because yes. <laughs> it plays a fun little role in this and diet culture. It, the idea is that you, you will be lovable if you are this and we're going to help you get to that. And the idea of like, I want to be lovable. So I will be thin, you know, and mm-hmm. here's all these diet companies being like, we can help you. I have heard over and over and over again, like, if I'm X weight, then like, I feel better about dating or like I, I'll probably get a boyfriend if I get skinny breakup body. Like yeah. uh, love and weight are like, it's like you have to lose weight to be loved. Yes. And yeah. that is so fucking sick. And the reason why it's so pervasive is because it makes huge amounts of money. I mean, the diet industry is a $50 billion industry. Yeah. And they prey on your emotions. It's not, most of it's not about health because none of this is healthy for you. No. It literally is preying on your insecurities and this idea of like, if I look like this, mm-hmm. I will get the thing that I want most in the world. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be relationships and it doesn't always have to be that, but it can be whatever your major aspiration is, you can only do it if you fit into this very niche yeah. box. Which, you know, if diets worked, then it wouldn't be a $50 billion. Right. You need returning industry. customers in order <laughs> um, to make yes. money. You know, and it's this idea, like I like to say, it's like thinliness is next to godliness in our society. And we hold it to such a pedestal that you can be a horrendous human being. Yes. So long as you are a thin Socially, you don't even have to be attractive. That's like yeah, the thing as well. It can I know. just be thinliness and you are socially acceptable in our society. My mom is a single woman in her 60s and, you know, was under intense scrutiny all of her marriage to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I watch her now in her 60s. Homegirl is financially autonomous. She's a wonderful quality of life. She's always like, I don't want to date. If I lose five pounds... Oh then like then I can maybe start and I'm like what but it's so deep in there in terms of like if I lose x then I can go out and date and she's depriving herself also of potential love in in the name of weight yes which is I feel like a lot of our mother's generations are like my mother is a bit younger but it was like the slim fast generation yes the like hydroxy cut oh god you know? and it's like and nicole smith is dead people <laughs> it killed her <laughs> and you know it's like yes although they didn't have the right to treat yeah their children with this like body dysmorphia and pressure it also you know it, it stems from such a bigger picture it's not inherently all their fault no 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 you know because we put this pressure on women and it's control and also such a way to control us i think they probably want us to be treated well by society in their core it might be like i know society's gonna treat you badly yes and so please just do this so that your life is going to be easier Easier, which is a good way to that's a very kind way to look at it too where it's like no no that's a very that's a very good way to look at it and 
you know, it's it's sad, but they're not wrong. They they are. I mean, it's kind of like I see a parallel in race in terms of like respectability politics. Yes, a lot um, of respectability politics, and and it happens with okay, but I am a person of color, but I went to a good school, or I dress very preppy, yes. or I'm safe to you. And I think being a bigger woman, I think our ways of quote unquote getting around it is like, I'm funny, I'm fun. Yes. I'm the goofy, like bigger girl. It's not like, oh, I'm sexy. Our personalities will save us. Right, exactly. Yes. Yes. Like, can someone be bigger and also be kind of boring? <laughs> Do I have <laughs> can to be we, a fucking clown? I mean, the biggest trope for fat women are these happy sidekick Yes. Funny fat women. It's like, can I see a fat woman who tells someone to just fuck off? Right, for sure. I would fucking lose my shit. Yes. And it's like, that's the worst part too. It's like, I actually happen to be a very cheerful, happy person. But right. I'm also going to tell you to suck my dick. Yes. And I should be allowed to do that. I should have full autonomy to not fit into the specific thing that makes me a happy, right. lucky, fat person for you. Non-threatening. Yes. For sure. Non-threatening. Yes. And also like, I think you and I are a similar way in that when you get to know us, we're very like warm cuddly caring individuals but the fact that we're even slightly outspoken assertive assertive is like she's mean she's scary and i'm like you have no idea how kind i am to my core i hurt myself with my own kindness and i try to like work against this you see me being like hey, you can't make a rape joke. You need to leave now. And it's like, she's one of those opinionated. You know what I mean? And it's- Mm -hmm. Can't take a joke. Right, One of those feminists. Right, 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 right. No, I definitely get that. I mean, even on my own post-discussing fatness, in a very calm but assertive manner, people were like, why are you so angry all the time? And I'm like, I'm not- angry at all I'm, i think this is you just being uncomfortable with what the fuck we're talking i'm about. being logical yes. i'm laying out very logical clear but points in real life i'm like one of the nicest yeah people i hope ever um but it's funny how we treat just assertive women it doesn't matter what you look like with that and especially you know the darker someone becomes the yes. more agitated people get at yes. their assertiveness which is really fucking horrifying. It is. Um, but we're scared. The whole, Our whole country is scared of strong women who don't fit into societal norms and are not taking it anymore. Yes. I mean, that's a turning point that I think we've sort of all been coming to collectively yes. for a while. It's still very hard and there's still lots of women who are not with us. And I, I feel sad because it's like if we demand things and like we have autonomy and power and the balls to demand things, mm-hmm. then that's how you get things. Like yeah. the only way to get it is to do the scary thing. If we all do the scary thing together, there's more, but it's a big deviation from what we've been told. It's it's asking a lot of change. It's breaking a lot of big molds. And it's scary. Yeah. yeah. And it's really, it's really fucking scary. But it's also, you know, we, we're coming to this precipice of things need to change. Right? Yes. Yes. And that most of us, I think, just want to be okay being left alone. Yes. Just enjoying their lives. I mean, do you think I want to yell at people all no. the time? Like, for free on the internet? No, I would love to just, you know, work on my business and, you know, pet some dogs. But well, until we get to this point where our society is a better place, yes. some of us have to do tell people that their rape jokes are not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I often hear this from men who are rubbed the wrong way by fat activism. And 
I, I hear it a lot and it's really interesting to me. It's like, I don't want to be told that I have to be attracted to you. And oh my God. Right? But like, you know exactly what I'm talking about is this yes. whole like you being confident and being like, I'm fucking sexy. It's like, well, I don't think you're sexy and I don't agree with it. And I don't like that you're telling you, me. Yeah, you just nailed it right there with the I don't agree with it. Right. Everyone is allowed to have tastes and preferences. Right. It's only when we actually divulge why we have those tastes and preferences and if they come into marginalize certain bodies Mm -hmm. that's when it's a fucking problem but of course i mean you don't see me dating every single person that ever has messaged me right ever because we all have specific qualities and things that we find attractive Mm -hmm. like i happen to like dark hair that doesn't mean i only date people with dark hair because that would be silly yes you know just like if we're only dating one specific type i mean of course you can do that but i think it's nice to be reflective of why am I actually right. only dating this one prototype of a human being? Well, that requires yes. reflection. But to say that, like, I don't disagree is showing the fat phobia. It's like, oh, not only am I not attracted to this person, I actually think that their existence is harmful. Yes. To, and that's the difference. And stop telling me what to fucking like. It's like, yes. I'm not telling you. Well, because there's a discrepancy between what's actually happening and what they feel what they is, happening. is happening. Yeah, yes. because you're saying, I want to be treated like a human being and they're the hearing- bare minimum. Yes. <laughs> and and they're hearing, you have to fuck me or you're a bad guy and I, I'm i going to fucking tell everyone. And it's like- Which is probably reflective of fat people actually turning them down. Yes. And then getting horrified by yes. that because they consider them less than. Do you, I'm sure you receive this backlash when you turn someone down. Do you get the like, well, you're a fucking whatever. The f- I'm not going to say it, but you know what I mean? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it does. It happens less now. Yeah. Thankfully, but I think I just give off a like, try me. Right. Vibe. Right. For fuck so, around and find out. But like vibes. to other people I know, it definitely happens a lot more. But I think for me, I just am so like, I wish you would. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um. So, but yes, I still have had that happen. Well, you were an ugly fat bitch. Anyways, I'm like, you're just trying to have sex with me. But yes, now I am an ugly right. fat bitch, sir. Yes, this makes cohesive sense. Like, are you reading this? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we've talked to a little bit about being fetishized when you have larger bodies or it being like um, taboo, being viewed as a taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had an experience? Like I've had experiences where, like for example, back when I used to even consider finance bros, which is wild. Oh yeah, that's uh, cool. I think New York City, that's like the one thing where I'm like, no finance bros. Oh, 100%. It's like, is, been that, in, is it's, that being, ju- like am I uh, being you're dis- discriminatory? You're discriminating <laughs> against the wealthiest <laughs> subset against of our society. Brooks Brothers wearing. It's reverse racism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I doing what I just said? I didn't want to be done. Well, no, no finance bros, which I've dated finance bros. So like, I'm not even actually. Well, because you know the, you know the treatment you're going to receive in yes. that setting. And that's. It's all transactional. It's, it's not the all, person. It's yes. the way they're going to make you feel. My last finance bro, which I think I was about 25 years old, I remember that we, the first date that we went on, he went to the bathroom and did drugs, like, oh, you know, and was very open about it. Okay. And I was like, oh, you think I'm a slut 
so you don't have to behave in front Literally of me. Literally do anything. Right, right. Yes. Like, uh, you think I'm a slut and you're in a bar in Brooklyn, so you're like, oh, I'm on a, I'm in a, I'm on a date. New place. Right. I'm on a date <laughs> yeah. with this whore so I can like do drugs and like, it's, it was, um, it was very much like, oh, I get to like do all this, this shit that I want to do, but I'm ashamed of, but you're a piece of shit. So like, it doesn't matter yes. that with you. You're going to fuck me anyways. Exactly. Yes. And then I did. Um, oh, baby. Which, but like, because I felt yeah, poorly about myself. Horror- yes. And yes. so, but then our second date, the fact that this was even a second, but like this, but this is where I was, uh-huh. was we went to his place again, smoking opium. I'm like, <gasps> did we date the same person? Pro- like, probably. I feel like I only dated one dude who like is into crypto. That was like opium. crypto and we opium only went on a date that are like a Venn diagram yes. that are just one <laughs> circle. And I'm like, you're this is heroin. Like this is the same yes. drug that is heroin. You're doing heroin in front of me, and I'm also I'm sober. So oh, you, you were sober at this. Oh time yeah. Too. Oh yeah. So you are doing heroin in front of me knowing that I'm sober, um, you don't care whatsoever. And he brought up the idea of a threesome before we had even had sex. I'm sorry. I, I said I, I slept with him after oh the first my. day. I didn't. I was thinking about sleeping on the second date, but he was like talking about a threesome because I could tell he was like, I have this whore. Yes. So... I can get her to have a threesome. She'll do anything I want because I'm this type of right. person. Like I live on Orchard Street. Oh, and God. so she's, you know, and he did something very um, not consensual that night. He didn't rape me, but it was definitely like not, it was violent and it was not something I was down mm-hmm. for. And the whole time I felt like he felt like this was an exploration for him. Mm-hmm. And this was not a human being that was worth i'm like if you went on a date with a blonde cutesy girl you met at squash whatever none of this behavior would have happened no i think you nailed what fetishization yeah feels like it literally feels like you are out of body and that you literally are this vessel to them like you have you are not a person you are not treated like a person they are only there to get from you whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a really horrific thing. I think the first time I truly felt fetishized, like in real life, was I went on a Tinder date with a individual that was like a cute teacher, you mm. know, like white man tall. And once we started getting intimate, he literally did not care about my wants or needs. Mm-hmm told me things about my body and you know when I said I was uncomfortable he was like well this is what you deserve Uh uh-huh and yeah you know it was like you know you're just here because of everything below your face I don't even care that you're pretty wow yes wow yeah and it was a truly shocking thing to happen when you say like teacher or what like you're like you are a person who influences young minds and like you have this disgusting thing within you and somehow I feel like if I stood up to you or talked about your behavior, somehow I would, people would be like, well, maybe you misunderstood. You know what I mean? There would still be a disbelief towards you who is the victim of this situation. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a lot 
to deal with like sexual assault and manipulation. It's, yeah. You know, we're so quick to like, it's like, well, that's just how you made you feel. You weren't actually, yeah. you know, and you know, it is this thing where it's like, there's a big difference between fetishization and kink mm-hmm. and that's consent. Yes. You know, you don't get to just depict your kinks mm-hmm. and your sexual wants onto people without their consent. Yes. But if I view you as a lower yes, member of society, then it doesn't consent. matter. It doesn't matter. You literally are the thing in which I am putting you at. Yeah. And that's what happens when anyone fetishizes you, depending on like whatever your specific thing. It's like somebody could go to you, Andrea, and it might sound absurd. Let's say like they're only interested in long black hair mm-hmm. and like they start stroking mm-hmm. your long black hair and you're like, hey, can we move on something? And they're like, no. Mm-hmm. Like just sit there, be quiet. I'm going to play with your hair. Mm-hmm. And like this is what's giving me pleasure. Yeah. So it really could be anything. However, yeah. you know, I feel as though sadly the more marginalized you are in your body – the less people consider you human. And that's why they think it's okay to treat you as yes. such. Well, do you think also there's this like, I'm attracted to this and I don't want to admit it. Um, oh, shame is, yes. is a really huge beast with anything. Sex- yeah, yeah. So like, I'm, so then I get in, I get in uh, a sexual position with a larger person and I have all this sexual energy that mm-hmm. is, real and then also horribly shameful at the same time and like it must just be so like i've had versions of it before where it's just like you're kind of disgusted that you're attracted to me but also you're so attracted to me at the same time and i can see it happening like in your face and i'm like why would i want to be here like i'm just a i'm just a vessel for your disgusting conflict yeah Yeah. you know, get what you want from me and be done. Yeah. Yeah. Which yes. is a really, really crazy thing. And that's why we we have so much. That's why the trans community has the highest level murder yeah. rate because the people who are interacting, sadly, with a lot of relationships feel shame. Yes. And horror at their attractions. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what's horrifying about it is it stems from shame of Homophobe, other people, yeah. not of the trans community yeah. of like their shame within themselves. Yeah. And it's like the gay panic defense when yes, someone kills. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And sex work as well. You yeah. Know, that's why, you know, sadly it is dangerous sometimes to be a sex worker, although, you know, through education and, you know, with great programs, hopefully that's changing. But, you know, it's like when people are hiding sexual shame it sometimes brings out the worst in that violence and that's a reflection of society as well yeah you know it's like if we did create a society in which we can discuss Mm -hmm. our sexual needs and wants and have different looking relationships yeah you know that would decrease of course and people would be happier everyone would be happier isn't it and it's like i don't think people realize that like changes for our most at-risk communities not only assist them, but assist our society as a whole of and help course. us all do better. Yes. Even though it's not your specific thing that affects you, it does actually affect you. Of course. And you are probably compartmentalizing and boxing off parts of yourself and maybe not even realizing it. Yes. Like you could have access to such greater pleasure and experience and you are shutting, actively shutting down parts of yourself mm-hmm. and, and, denying yourself that and and denying yourself connections with like different types of human beings like it's um yeah it is a choice between 
I mean, as corny as it is, it's like a choice between fear and love. And like yes. a, a lot of it, it really is that simple, unfortunately. But a lot of fear is a powerful and motivating. It's something we're kind of used to. Mm-hmm. Like we're kind of Stockholm-y with fear in a way of like, yes. I know this. And if I follow this, I'll be okay. And it's like, are you okay though? Yeah, are- I don't are think you? you're okay. <laughs> like, seems like you're actually doing real bad. But it's more known and like easier, I guess, in people's minds. Um, but I want to talk about like actual sex with a large body because Ooh, okay. as we are saying like what, what was it 67 percent of them i mean now it's like 69 it was 67. hell yeah it's 69 yeah, more than more yeah I don't quote but it was 67 percent a couple months ago but i think it's increased okay so um, this is a this is a a majority of the population yes majority of the about. u.s population to clarify yes talking about, i don't know the global statistics but okay yes so and there's not like I was talking to you beforehand, like, I have a lot of trouble being on top, mm-hmm. one, because, like, I have really long legs, and it's, like, it's, like, ow, 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 I have really short legs, so. There's, this is the difference. Yes, like people I have a really gonna, long torso, though. That's the so thing. that's the problem sometimes with the, um, you know, what was I going to say? Missionary, because then sometimes it's, like, their head is, like... <laughs> You're Not, you're like, making love to yes. their like they're just at, always at motorboating level. Yes, so maybe that's actually good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but yes, bodies pe- are funny. Especially bodies are and like different shit. bodies are different are suited yes, for every different body is doing positions yes. and like I don't think there's a discussion on how to what are what are ways that having sex in a fat body is more pleasurable or what is like what works for you or Um, is is there like something that you can speak on that you feel like isn't discussed i mean obviously there's no like new moves or anything yeah i was gonna say it's like fat people having sex is the same as other people having sex just sometimes it might be a little bit more moving some bits you know moving the belly moving some leg stuff finding finding ways to get deeper penetration yeah is usually key for me so like i'm really big on like positioning so like i'll position a pillow Mm -hmm. underneath me so there's like better anchorage or i really like um having being on top like you're saying you feel uncomfortable on top Mm -hmm. so i really like using places that are going to have like stability to hold couches so like i'm a big fan of a couch with a really high (sighs) back so that i can sustain and hold on my weight and use it Yes, kind of get some anchorage. The on, unsung hero that on is my body. Couches. Yeah, but also you can get pillows. There's really amazing like triangle sex pillows if you feel like you're having issues with your partner. It's not always P to V, by the way, too. And it's not we're not talking about just like cis sex. It's yeah, any direction you want to go in. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I'm really big into pillows, and I really think it's great to just communicate and be comfortable because. If you're looking to orgasm or if you're looking to have a great experience where you're going to have the most stimulant, it's all about finding what positions and getting comfortable so that you can concentrate on the movement itself. Because we all want that like deeper penetration or being able to like sometimes have fat in my vagina area. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll like put my hand to kind of get closer to the clitoris or, you know, like my boyfriend is not like large Mm -hmm. currently so you know i have a really 
fun time because he likes it when I smother him with my boobs, like being on top at yes. like an angle. Mm-hmm. And I can just like smother him with my boobs. So jealous of the boob smothering. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it's, you know, I liked every couple's different. I mean, I've dated so many different people with different things, men, women, non-binary. And it's like, you it's trial by error and i like to say that like everything's on the table but then nothing can be on the table yeah being able to like not just exist this monolith of like what pleasure is and just have fun with it Mm -hmm. i think with any bodies it doesn't matter like obviously there's going to be difficulties you know with some positioning and things like that Mm -hmm. but for the most part it's like some positions don't work for anyone right well (laughs) yeah it's like sex is a very specific and weird and fun and things go wrong and things yes. go right and yes and it's, yeah i think that's the beauty of it oh for sure and i think i also used to have sex to mimic porn a lot of the time i think our generate our generation was the porn generation so i yes. definitely think earlier me mm-hmm. was like oh this is what i have to do so that people men can like, get off yeah, yeah. Like, i can be the sexy and it's like <sighs> now i literally, i think i had like the most intimate sex recently and i had like one of the best orgasms i ever had it literally was like slow yeah intimate mm-hmm. strokes and i was like yeah like it doesn't have to be this like hardcore like and that's something you unlearn i think with yes. age yes for sure yes well, i love bdsm so do i yeah yeah but I think BDSM has been like set as the standard somehow now, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because it's like super irresponsible to just like go into BDSM. Oh, well, that's with a no- whole other thing. But I also think this idea of like, I'm like, vanilla sex can be fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's like this idea of like, we have to do X, Y, and Z to have fulfilling sex. And it's like, I think with your partners, if you have a good partner, it should be options it should be ever evolving and exploring but yeah i do think this new trend of everyone just hopping into bdsm is extremely dangerous yes um is very telling of what our society talks about relationships and (laughs) it's not only just women but like yeah how we treat how we're looking to treat each other and i love bdsm and that's not talking down on bdsm whatsoever um it just is it's a weird we're in a weird place yeah we with sex and intimacy and i was really hoping it would get better but i think covid after covid people either wanted to like settle down and Mm -hmm. just (laughs) exist or people were like i need to have the most raunchiest i need to be like hanging from meat hooks yes yeah yes uh definitely (laughs) And I'm just, I was here, like, my biggest thing after dating single after COVID was, like, I just want intimacy. Yeah. And I feel like I'm the only person right now that is looking for intimacy, even I if it's casual too. sex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think intimacy, to tie it all back, intimacy starts and ends with being okay with yourself and being yes. vulnerable. And you can't achieve intimacy until you do that and so i think that is a lot of the fear of intimacy is like there's a lot of self-hate in our culture perpetuated everywhere so intimacy is asking you to like pull that veil vulnerable yes i mean intimacy is vulnerability that's why it's so incredible and horrifying at the same time and i think that's so poignant of you to say um because i truly think that sometimes we have sex where we can disassociate because yep. we're so afraid of actually being in the moment. And mm-hmm. I speak of that from experience. Same. Um, Staring at the ceiling. Yes. And vibes. I think 
now at this point in my life, it's like, no, I want to be fully invested in this sexual space and I want to have that connection with my partner or else what's the point? Yeah. But also there's nothing wrong with any types of sex. You do you. Well, I, well, I think, <laughs> I think like yeah. you said, you would even want intimacy and casual sex. Like, yeah, I would. I want the people that I have sex with to be my friends. And I think in the past, yes. I w- it was like, he has to be hot or she has to be hot. And mm. like, they have to check boxes in terms of things. Yes. Um, Big but, on the boxes yeah, as a young adult. For sure. So many boxes. So many boxes and not really getting your box serviced. But also, that's what stops you from pleasure because we don't fit into everyone's boxes too. Yes. So, you know, the more we get away from this idea of what we should want and yeah. what we could want, yeah. the more amazing sex and people and things in our lives are going to happen. Yeah. These are facts, yeah. my friend. <laughs> Ugh. Well, I think we have reached the end of our conversation. This is so wonderful as always. Thank you for fucking getting into it with me. You're a true pleasure um, and an inspo oh, God. in every way. <laughs> you know, I get, I get it. People say it to me too. And I'm like, no. I know. I was like, I adore you I too. Know. But yes. Um, yeah, the inspo thing I'm still getting used to and I'm like, all right, thank you. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You are. Um, so with that being said, where can people find you and follow you and all the things? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Miss Giggles, M-S-G-I-G-G-G-L-E-S. Shout out G-G-G. want to see some sexy fatness, I am on OnlyFans, That Fat Babe, and if you're looking for some social media help, my website is meganixum.com. Yes, Megan is excellent at all these things and support her and follow her. Your life will uh, be better for it. 